Let us pray. Most loving and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for this day. We pray that your Holy Spirit would open our hearts to hear your voice. Lord, may your word be spoken and your word received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Depending on the lens that we use when we read the scripture, you can either hear this text as one of a legal requirement of something that you need to do. In other words, you can hear it through the lens of the law, which says to you, try harder to do these things. Or you can read the same text through the lens of grace, recognizing what Jesus has already done. And that's an important distinction for us to recognize because if we see through the lens of the law, then you hear this as Jesus saying, well, you better hurry up and try really hard to remain the salt of the earth. You better try really hard to have your light shine. You better try really hard to keep every letter of the law and to have your righteousness exceed that of the scribes and the Pharisees. But the, the trouble with the law, which should point us to grace, is that we never get it right. Even on our best day, we find that uh, something is lacking. You know, the scribes and the Pharisees are the ones who are supposed to have it all together. And so if you hear it from law, then it's, well, now you have to try even harder than they do. And Jesus' point in his message is not try really hard. And I've said it before that if all we had to do was try really hard, then the Father would have sent a coach who just runs behind you and says, you're almost at the finish line. Just push through a little more. You've got this. You've done it all. But we didn't need a coach. We need a Savior. Because as Jesus says these things about the law, it's almost as if he's saying, uh, yeah, tr go ahead, try and do that. What you're going to find is you can't do it by yourself. That's his message. Not try harder, but I've come to do it for you. And nothing will pass away until it's all been fulfilled because Jesus will do it. And then if we see through the eyes of grace, then this has a different message. Then we should hear Jesus saying to us, not try hard to be the salt of the earth, try hard to be the light of the world. He says, you are. This is who you already are. And in saying, well, if the salt loses its taste or if the light is hidden, in other words, he's telling us, be who you already are. Live as a child of God. Live as one set free under the grace of Christ. That we're to be who we already are. And the already are is important. Because sometimes people think the Christian journey is to try really hard now so that later on you might get into heaven somewhere and float around in the sky. But the kingdom of God is here and now and we've already been set free. 
We've already been redeemed and the eternal life that's promised to us, we're living in it now. And yes, it does continue on in a way that we don't know yet, but we're in it now. It's not all for later. Jesus has already done these things and the victory is already ours. And he's saying to us, well then live that way. Be who you already are. You don't need to strive to be something if you're already that. It's been accomplished. And in that way then, the life of Christ that's been uh, given to us should flow out of us because that's who we are. And these call to, to let our light shine, to do the work that we've given us to do so that others may see, and it doesn't say, so that you will be glorified. It says, so that people will give glory to God in heaven. That's what being who we are is supposed to do. Not get us uh, on the front page of the paper all the time and get recognized for our own accomplishments. But that Jesus lives in us. And then in doing so, uh, we do the things like we heard in Isaiah. The naked are clothed and the uh, poor are taken care of and those in need of housing are housed. All those things happen because of who lives in us. That this has already been done and God's heart is, is with the lost and the least and the broken and the hurting. And that Jesus that then lives in us reaches out in those areas so that others may see Christ and God may be glorified and we might be forgotten which is not easy for our ego, uh, but that's what we're, we're called to do. You know, John the Baptist recognized he's got to step back and Jesus must increase. And we must decrease. And Paul talks about all the time that when these things take place uh, that give glory to God, it's not us that do it, it's Christ that lives in us and through us. And that should be freeing for us because it means for us here today you don't need to work really hard to get God to like you. God already loves us and gave himself for us. And now Jesus lives in us. The Spirit was poured into us. And we need to hear the message of Jesus say, you're already free. Relax and be who you are and allow me to live in and through you. Let us pray. Father, we give you thanks and praise for this day. We thank you that in and through Christ we have been set free. And we pray that the Holy Spirit would teach us each day more and more about who we already are in you. May we live in the freedom that's been given to us. And may your light in us shine that others might come to know you, that others might experience your love, your mercy, and your grace. And may our lives be lived to your honor and to your glory. And we make this prayer through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.